Now we're rolling on the right channel. All right. We're going to talk about Anthony Richardson. We're going to continue to talk about the NFL draft because it's still fascinating to me what happened with the Indianapolis Colts over the weekend. Anthony Richardson, I'm going to give you four reasons to be really optimistic about Richardson, not in 2026, but in 2023. We're going to talk about a mock draft, a way too early mock draft at Pro Football Focus which has the Colts selecting third. What are they going to do with the third overall pick? And why in the world would you think they would be the third overall pick a year after they were the fourth overall pick? And they got to get better, right? We're going to talk about a fifth rounder who might wind up starting, has a pretty good chance to be a starter this coming year. And we're going to talk about the 107th running of the Indianapolis 500-mile race. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Monday, May 1st, 2023. Brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. You pick up the phone and say, hello. You don't really do this. This is not a phone. This is just a, a hand with a couple of fingers extended. This You, you do kind of like this, but not anymore you do this. Anyway, you call and you say, my hot water heater is on the fritz. He comes right over and fixes it. Jared Johnson is a magician among uh, pedestrians. That's what he is. Give him a call. 765-610-8809 is the number. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button, if you please. And if you want an alert every time we go live or post a video, hit the bell icon. If you want to make a donation, you can, and your question or comment will be answered in real time. That is the magic of a live video. On, uh, on the YouTube channel. As I talk, you hear. That's a lot like radio, but with video. What are you going to do? Met a guy at the Kroger today. He said, hey, I follow you on YouTube. I love your videos. I said, well, thank you very much. Introduce yourself. So as we talked for a minute. At any rate, I've got four reasons to be really optimistic about Anthony Richardson. All right? And this year. Not down the road. We did... Dan Dockich and I did a Two Big Brains today, and, and he had Mike Martz on his Outkick show talking about Anthony Richardson. And Martz said, look, it's going to take him three years. Pfft. Says, it's only Johnson for these pipes. Yeah, very well played. And, and Mike Martz said, yeah, three years. He, he really doesn't know how to throw a football at this point, and it's going to take a lot of reps. It's going to take a lot of time to get this guy right. I'm going to give you four reasons that that's not the case. Number one, he's got a veteran offensive line. All five guys return, all right? You've got Ryman. You've got Nelson. You've got Kelly. You've got Fries. You want Fries with that? Well, you get Fries with this offensive line and, of course, Braden Smith. So there you go. Those five guys intact. Now that, if you're a cynical person, you might say, hey, they weren't very good last year. Maybe this is a reason that we are not optimistic about Anthony Richardson. I beg to differ. I think they're going to come back this year. Tony uh, Sperano, the line coach, Shane Steichen, the head coach, different OC. I, I think that things are going to change enough to kind of agitate these guys back toward excellence, if not inhabiting excellence entirely. We're going to find out. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. He's capable of taking a lot of weight off the quarterback. He is a really dynamic offensive football player and paired with a guy like Anthony Richardson in the backfield, 
a lot of very, very good things can happen, which brings us to number three. He might need to learn how to throw the football, but he doesn't need how to learn to run with it. He can run with it. He is a really good runner. And as a really good runner, and we see it in the highlights, it doesn't happen every time, but it happens a lot. you got guys who can take it to the hizzy. Both Richardson and Taylor, you don't need to throw it to score it all the time, right? You can run with it and score it too. And then number four, Shane Steichen is pretty good at getting good work out of young quarterbacks. He did it with Justin Herbert. He did it with Jalen Hurts. Why can't he do it with Anthony Richardson? He said something that I thought was really interesting over the weekend. When deciding who your quarterback is going to be, you need to look at a quarterback as you look at a wife. You've got to, like, can you spend 10 years with this person? That's why they chose Anthony Richardson. They want to be around each other for the next 10 years, and I dig that. I like that. Good. Wonderful. He's got to get to work, and he's got to figure this out, and he's got to face the adversity without getting down about it. There are going to be moments when there's failure, and from that failure needs to spring improvement. That's how you learn. You fail, you rebuild. You fail, you rebuild. It happens all the time in every sport. Nobody comes out of the womb magic man, right? So Anthony Richardson is going to have to figure that out. He's going to have to understand that mistakes happen. They just need to prompt uh, another day, uh, another day where you play at a higher level. And you do that enough and great things happen. So those are the four things that, uh, four little facts that might spur a little bit of immediate optimism. There will be plays where you see exactly why the Colts drafted him at fourth overall. And then there are going to be plays that are just going to be dizzying in, in their, uh, you know, in their impoverished endings, right? But it's all going to be fine. Keep your expectations manageable and, and allow Anthony Richardson to grow while at the same time reveling in, in his obvious gifts. That's not that hard. Uh, the viewers for the NFL draft, by the way, uh, Dane Brugler from, oh, uh, since Colts will be tanking, uh, cut, trade, any vet, they're not going to be tanking. Who's tanking? Nobody's tanking. They might lose a bunch of games, but they're not going to be tanking. That's, that's not, they're not going to cut veterans in order to try to get worse. That, that's not the way this, well, no, no franchise operates that way. It's not that they won't. Um, so uh, 6 million viewers average for the, all the draft broadcasts. 6 million. That includes the day three stuff, rounds four, five, six, and seven. Game five of the Warriors-Kings series, that averaged 4.29 million. This is much more popular. Day three of the NFL draft is more popular than an NBA playoff game that was really kind of interesting and fun to watch. Um, Pro Football Focus, their mock draft for 2024, way too early, and they admit that. Uh, thoughts on Will Mallory? 
I, I think Will Mallory can be similar to Jack Doyle, but Will Mallory's kind of the opposite right now. He's a better receiver than he is a blocker. He's going to have to become more stout in the blocking area to earn his way on the field. One of these guys is going to have to separate from the others. Whether it's Woods, Ogletree, Mo Ali Cox, uh, Kylan Granson, or now Mallory, somebody is going to have to figure this crap out and and become the alpha male in that room. You can't just have you you can't have a five headed monster. Uh, Scott Gilly asks, and thank you for the donation, Scott. Do you think Titans taking Levis was a slap in the face to Malik Willis? And so, do you think that dumpster fire organization gave a kid gave that kid a fair shake? Well, I, I don't think it's a slap in the face. I think it's a rebuke. It's like, hey, we're all done. You know, you haven't shown us what we need to see, and so we're moving on. We're recruiting over the top of you, and that's what happens in the NFL. If, if you don't show an ability to grow, an ability to, you know, kind of become, be that duck that becomes a swan, you got to go. And the Titans are very, very, they, they are decision makers in that regard. They, not snap decisions, but once a decision's made, the decision's made. And they've made that decision clearly, or Will Levis would not have been the 33rd overall pick in this draft. Will Levis is coming in and he's going to try to take that job from everybody. He's coming in with a, with a bit of a, a grudge. You know, he, he's got an edge to him and that's what he's going to bring to Nashville. And maybe, maybe Willis didn't have that edge. I don't know, but yet is it, a, it's, it's an adios, you know, we're done. May happen in two years with Levis. Who knows? Uh, but the pro football focus, uh, way too early mock draft. The Cardinals take Caleb Williams number one because they project the Houston Texans being the worst team in the NFL again. Marvin Harrison Jr. again to the Card Cardinals because they project to be the second worst team in the NFL. And then the Colts, third overall, will take Joe Alt of Notre Dame, 6'8", 315 pounds. He's a monolith. And then fourth, they've got the Titans. So at one, three, and four, members of the AFC South. Yeah, that's not great. Um, you know, and then 23rd, they've got the Jags taking Denzel Burke, cornerback out of the Ohio State University. Uh, rookie minicamp Friday, we get to talk to players at 1215, and that's going to be cool. I enjoy talking to the rookies. It's interesting just to see the look in their eye. Because you can kind of tell a little bit, is it too big for them? Is the moment too big? Are they ready? Are they calm? Are they trying to portray themselves as something they're not? You get to see that in practice a little bit, and you get to see that in the interviews that you do with them. And so I enjoy talking to them, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, a downdraft player to be excited about. Fifth round pick, Darius Rush. I like Darius Rush. Cornerback, South Carolina. He was graded by some services over the top of Julius Brents. So Julius Brents is not coming in here as the starter at the cornerback opposite Isaiah Rogers. That's not the thing. There are three cornerbacks that were taken in this draft, and they're all coming in with a shot at that job. And I think Darius Rush has a good shot at it. Uh, four years of cornerback that's always played. He came to South Carolina as a three-star wide receiver, 
They flipped him out of the other side of the ball, and he learned how to play. Now, the one knock is that he's a little injury prone. Uh, you know, had an ACL, has had a hamstring injury, missed a couple of games because of the ham last year. We'll see what he does here. Hopefully, he can stay on the field. It is May, and that means we are excited about the Indianapolis 500, the 107th running of the Indy 500. And if you have never gone to the Indy 500, you need to go. This is a bucket list awesome item. All right, you go to the corner of 16th and Georgetown in Speedway, Indiana, and you sit, get there an hour early, and you just look around and, and walk, to the, walk to the first turn. And don't think that when you park, all of a sudden it's going to be perfect for you and you're going to be just, you know, it's going to be like at the ballpark. You, you park at Wrigley Field a, a block away, you walk to your seats, and you're not exhausted. All right, you bring a cooler with you. Uh, it's got to be the right size, but you bring it with you. Sandwiches, beers, whatever. You put in the cooler. You can't have glass. That's a rule, and that makes sense because those cars, those tires, they don't do well when they run over broken glass, and we don't need people flinging bottles and whatnot. So you bring your cans. You bring your sandwiches. You sit there, and you look down the front straightaway, and it's a quarter mile of solid people. It's about 200,000 people you're going to be staring at. You've never seen this many people in one place before in your life. It is absolutely awesome. And then when the race starts and all 33 of those cars come flying around uh, the fourth turn and they hit the gas as they see the green flag and they haul ass through turn one, that's the craziest damn thing I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen anything that rivals it in terms of of like, wow, how in the hell are they doing that? I've never seen anything like it. You'll absolutely love it, I promise you. It's incredible. And, and a great kind of, it's a, really a two-week festival of speed, and it is just utterly awesome. By the way, the Panthers and the Bruins, game five of that series, 1.47 million. So compared to the NFL draft, that's 25% of the average quarter hour throughout the entire NFL draft. That is a level of popularity. This is an event. ESPN went to the NFL and said, hey, what do you think about us broadcasting the NFL draft? And Pete Rozelle said, why would anybody watch the draft? A lot of people watch the draft. It is a testament to the popularity of that league, of that game, and how to run a professional sports league at the highest level. And it's kind of a shame that no one else does it that way. The NBA doesn't, Major League Baseball doesn't, the NHL doesn't. You need a hard cap, and, and you need fair and equal dispersal of uh, media revenue. The NFL does it. The other leagues don't. And so what do you got? You've got franchises who can choose to lose. You've got franchises that simply can't win. And it's a disgrace. And that's the way it is. And in the NFL, it's not that way. And so the NFL is way up here. And the NBA and Major League Baseball, their popularity is way down there. And it's all due to the construct 
of the leagues. The NFL, they got it right. The NBA and Major League Baseball, they didn't. And so the NFL is starting to pay people at the highest end of the pay scale. And the NBA and Major League Baseball, you know, they they got a few people making big dollars. The NFL, it's different. And, And so there you are. The NFL has got it right. The others do not. Uh, I like to draft as much as I like season play. The Colts got what they needed. It'll take a few games to get in sync. I think it might take a few years, to be honest. Uh, Northern Adventures says, did you hire the Otter Creek to be the antagonist of your daily live chats? I don't need to hire antagonists. Antagonists, they come of their own volition. <laughs> we don't we don't need to bait or, you know, chum the water for the antagonists. They're here, and there are plenty of them, and that's fine. They're welcome. If you, you know, whatever you like, you don't like, it's all good. I love it. <laughs> that's funny. Um, tomorrow morning, bright and early, 6.15, breakfast with Kent, and uh, then this coming at you at about 4 tomorrow afternoon, and as always, at 7.07 in the morning on WGCLradio.com. If you're in Bloomington, listen to WGCL. There I am. If you're not in the area, go online, WGCLradio.com. Click to listen. There I am from 7 to 9 every morning. Love talking about stuff on that show.